That's right. Welcome, everyone, to the Canadian Perspective. We are at war. The world... Okay, maybe not the world, but... Ukraine and Russia are at war. This is going to be the war episode. That's right. Got a lot of content. Um, and actually... And funny thing to mention is immediately after we did our episode, our last episode, uh, that night, that ev- on that last episode where we were ruminating about, you know, how what's going to happen, is the invasion going to happen, all that stuff. Yeah, all of that, all of that conversation was thrown in the trash, basically, because literally that night at what, 12 a.m. for us, Russia invaded Ukraine. So that was fun. <laughs> They waited, bro. But yeah, the uh, unthinkable, mostly, maybe not completely, but at least most people who talked about the situation seem to think that this wasn't going to happen. But nevertheless, Putin seemed to to have made the calculation that it would be a good idea, um, that the cultural and, you know, uh, the cultural history of Ukraine and their relation to the Russia, whatever the fuck, I, we'll get into that about why he did the invasion. But he decided that you know what, we're gonna do it. We're gonna pull the trigger. Uh, <laughs> hopefully this is not the beginning of a much larger event. But yeah, so I think a day or two ago, Putin announced that uh, his their nuclear arsenal was put on high alert. The nukes are on high alert right now. This is not... This is fucking horrible. This is super scary right now. Uh, We're back to Cold War territory. He's flexing his nuclear weapons. This is fucking bad, my dog. Not gonna use him in Ukraine, of course. It's just a threat. You know, a threat to the, the Western allies. Reminding them, hey, you know, don't do open war with us. Because... Mutually assured destruction is still in effect. You want to fuck with us? No more planet left. So I'll have to drop that in at the at the front of the episode. But around 5 EET, 5 a.m. EET on 24th February, Putin announced a, quote, special military operation in eastern Ukraine. And then minutes later... Missiles began to hit locations across Ukraine, including the capital, uh, Kiev. And so, where are we at right now? Also, later on, we're going to be talking about what China is up to with this whole situation and uh, uh, frightening things that might involve this. You know what? This map is probably out of date. There are no differences. Okay. That's getting cut. Lovely. So, if you want to look at this map here, where we are currently... The Russians have attacked, and uh, things aren't looking too good for uh, uh, the capital city, Kiev. Of course, these areas over here, these are in the Donetsk re- region, uh, was uh, Russian rebel territory, right? The civil war that started in 2014, that's their territory already. That was, you know, Russia uh, recognized their independence or, you know, whatever the hell. Uh, and then literally the day later invaded, right? Cool. Uh, and then below that, on the bottom, of course, this is the uh, Crimean Peninsula that Russia stole in 2014. And so they have launched attacks. Also, you notice the uh, main driving force to attempt to capture the capital, Kiev, is not coming from Russian territory. It is coming from Belarusian 
territory. Belarus has collaborated with Russia and allowed their troops to move in through their nation and attack uh, through their border, which is crazy. And the State Border Guard Service of Ukraine said that its border posts with Russia and Belarus were attacked. Two hours later, Russian ground forces entered the country. Ukrainian president, and here we go, key figure, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky report responded by enacting martial law, severing di- diplomatic ties with Russia, and ordering a general mobilization of the nation. And, you know, so far, how's the invasion been going? We are, what, this was on the 24th they started? Almost a weekend, six days in, I believe, uh, to the invasion. And how are things going? So it appears the Ukrainians have put up a formidable resistance, a very honorable, honorable and formidable resistance, uh, civilians and military alike, against the much larger and much more well-equipped uh, Russian army. Now, also, the previous disliked Ukrainian president, or mostly disliked Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky, he has now become somewhat of a, of a international hero of sorts because of his actions um, during the uh, war, such as primarily his refusal of the offers of asylum from the United States. And instead, staying with the troops at the front line in Kiev, right? There's lots of footage, I'm sure mostly for PR reasons, but lots of footage of him, you know, down with the troops, wearing the camouflage and shit. Uh, He was posting videos to prove that he was still in the country. He was standing out in the streets of Kiev behind, like, with a government building behind him that was very recognizable. Um... Yeah, it was the United States government that said, hey, yo, Zelensky, you gotta, you gotta dip out there, dog. That shit's not looking good. And uh, he, okay, I don't know if this is true. Uh, he responded, responded saying, quote, the fight is here in Kiev. I need ammunition, not a ride, end quote. All right, I don't know if he actually said that, but I mean, you know, that is pretty badass. Even though he's just like a neoliberal was just a neoliberal president, basically. Nothing entirely special about him. Wasn't really rescuing Ukraine from um, uh, the corruption issues that they've been having in the past. Uh, But now he's a big deal. And I can guarantee you, if Zelensky dies, let's say he's assassinated by the Spetsnaz troops that have been deployed into Kiev. Um, uh, Reportedly, they were in Kiev hunting, quote-unquote, hunting uh, government officials specifically of course looking for him as well uh or if during actually that's the main place where, where that would happen because he didn't go to the uh the negotiation at the border i think i saw recently i don't know how those went yet we'll find out live on air and so if he dies that basically ensures you know that martyrs him and that ensures ukraine will become afghanistan basically like the war will be eternal all of the fighters will go full guerrilla, and you'll never see an end to it until Russia has to dip out, just like they dipped out of Afghanistan in 1989 after their attempted invasion of that. Um, so the response back in Russia is massive protest. This triggered huge protests from Russian people who know that your ass is probably going to get arrested if you try and go out and and start protesting. And so far, 5,000 people have been arrested so far for participating. Jesus Christ. 
Um, because that's it's basically illegal to do that there. And so far, the casualties uh, in the crisis is Ukraine has claimed, right? Of course, when you have the sides involved in the conflict making, you know, announcements about how many troops have died or how many casualties they have, of course, you got to take that with a grain of salt because they're going to be leaning on the side of always there's more deaths than perhaps there have happened. So Ukraine has claimed that 5,300 Russian deaths uh russia claim ukraine claims 5300 russian deaths so far 146 tanks 29 jets and over 1000 armored fighting vehicles on the other hand ukrainian casualties it appears are not being fully reported because uh, well russia isn't releasing shit you know russia isn't saying anything uh and ukraine you know likely has i don't know you could you could give arguments as to why they should give a, a accurate death number and why they shouldn't, right? Because you could say that accurate death number kind of signals to the world that hey, we're getting fucked over here, and makes Putin look even more like a bad guy. Or having a higher death number also means that that you're releasing. Also, could mean that it'll demoralize your troops because they're like, wow, we're getting massacred, right? So apparently, according to Ukraine. We are sitting at 177 plus, like uh, at least or at or above uh, military deaths and 409 civilians uh, dead so far. This was as of yesterday. So those numbers may have changed. But yes, that is the situation right now. Missiles flying. We got lots of videos of missiles flying all over the place, smacking into the center of town square. Uh, huge explosions you know buildings getting leveled you know what was it uh we got a video of a pretty sickening video actually of a a vehicle a civilian vehicle being driven by an old woman and and her vehicle is flattened by an apc that uh you know head-on collisions with her and just flattens her vehicle luckily she survived and we have footage of that as well as brave uh brave fellow ukrainians dug her out of the rubble but, you know, there are also lots of videos of civilians who weren't so lucky, you know, people just being lit up, just lit up by Russian troops, which is a war crime. You're not supposed to do that. But I mean, you're not supposed to do that on the other. But we also have to say, though, that the line between <laughs> between a combatant and a non-combatant here is getting a lot blurred because with the general mobilization, uh, Ukraine announced that they would be giving out weapons to whoever wanted them. And 18,000 weapons in total, or yes, the Ukrainian government announced that they'll provide arms to any civilian who wants them. 18,000 guns uh, have been delivered as a part of this plan, and I saw pictures of the package that they're delivering to people, and it is not not a joke. They are not fucking around. It is pretty banging. An AK-47 and a shotgun with lots of ammunition. We're going to see if we can get that. Uh, so we got the image. This is what they're handing out to civilians, okay? That's fucking crazy. An AK-47 or AK-74, could be either, uh, with two magazines, and I don't know how many rounds they give you, but probably a shitload. A fucking shotgun. I, I don't know what model of shotgun that is, but damn! And, like, a bunch of gear? They got a fuckload of guns, dude. And that's guaranteed... It doesn't... Guarantee this. I... 
I'm, I can guarantee you this, that it doesn't matter who wins the war. If Ukraine wins the war or Russia wins the war, Russia more likely, but uh, it doesn't matter. Ukraine will not be a safe place afterwards with how many arms that have been pumped into the country, sent in by uh, foreign allies and also distributed throughout the population. There are so many guns in the country. It's going to be like uh, after the Yugoslavia, after the, the Serbian war that they had there, where you just fucking everybody had a gun. Everybody had a gun and it was <laughs> it was dangerous. And that's what Ukraine is going to be, because Jesus Christ, this is what civvies are getting. Uh, wow. You know, so that's uh, that's pretty crazy. So, yes, the, the line between combatant and non-combatant is blurred, but that doesn't fucking matter. You can't just start shooting at people, randos, you know, shooting at rando. Like, at no point does every single person in the nation become an, a viable target for you to shoot and kill. So, there's some pretty disgusting stuff there. I mean, so a lot of the Russian soldiers uh, apparently have, uh, have said that were captured, have said that uh, they were told that this was a training exercise. That they were going in as a training exercise, and then they were actually sent in, and they're like, what the fuck? I didn't know we were actually going to be fighting people, shooting and killing people. So that's crazy. They're having problems with supply lines. Apparently, uh, uh, the Russian tanks and whatnot have been finding themselves out of fuel on occasion, and that has led to other funny videos of farmers, Ukrainian farmers, who have captured tanks multiple <laughs> multiple uh, occasions this has happened okay i'm gonna see if we can get that for you see if we can get that footage so here you go and it appears to be riding on a tank <laughs> apparently he said uh we are fucking moving, have fucking stolen an APC bliet. Uh, does not look like... Yeah, Russian troops pretty sure you wouldn't be recording on top of your, your thing. So, uh... Actually, you know what? I think... Uh, let's get the other one, too. Um, so, there's a... There's a Russian tank. Or APC, it appears. That is being pulled by a tractor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, uh... So, that's how the war's going right now. <laughs> Not, not the best, right? Not the best for, you know, not the best for the Russians, uh, to be honest. Uh, the Russians so far have uh, been embarrassed, really. They have failed to, they have failed to secure air superiority, which is very important, especially um, when you're invading a nation nowadays. Because uh, you can just call in, hey, there's a... a um, if the enemy is dug in to an encampment and it's very difficult for you to uh, get them out, clear them from that area, you can just phone in an airstrike and then pff, then there you go. They're gone. But if you don't have air superiority, that means that makes things a little bit more difficult. Um, accordingly, as you saw, was it 29, 39 jets that the Ukrainians shot down? Their anti-air capabilities, their probably surface-to-air missiles, have been very effective. Um... Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes, but Jesus Christ, the fact that it actually happened, I was like, oh my God, they're, they're sending the troops in. This is fucking crazy. 
But basically, cruise and ballistic missiles were fired almost immediately once the uh, the special military action announced by Putin. Um, right after that was announced, the missiles began to fire. Uh, and it's been terrible. Like, like over, what, 400,000 people? And this is, here's some footage of, uh, of what Ukraine is looking like right now in some areas. At glorious, like, 240p. Uh, okay, that's just a building. But absolutely frightening. Um, and if you want to know what a missile strike looks like, as you saw on this map that we showed you before, a missile strike, all of these little, uh, these little explosive symbols are all where missile strikes occurred. Missile strikes or actual bombings. Mostly just missiles, though. And if you want to get an idea of what that looks like, Okay, I can pull that up for you. So this is a missile strike in Kharkov. Sorry, Kharkiv, the capital. You want to look right here. This has uh, happened recently. Absolutely fucking terrible. This is actually disgusting. because this Look, it's full of uh, civilians and whatnot in this area. Um, and then boom. Jesus Christ. So those, that happened... Across basically all these cities, all these cities here, uh, extremely frightening. Imagine that fucking happening right in front of you. Jesus Christ, man. I gotta play that again. That's just so scary. Jesus. And that, that missile's coming in at, like, just a frame. Granted, not the highest frame rate camera that captured this, but that thing, fuck, man. Nobody had any, any idea. So that's a lot of deaths. That's a lot of civilian deaths right there. That's pretty disturbing. Oh, so lots of footage. There's going to be lots of footage, right? This is 2022. Uh, but, you know, Odessa, Ukraine, 80 years apart. Picture the same building. 80 years apart. War never changes, right? War never changes, dude. They need to do it. So why did Putin do it? Why did Putin invade Ukraine? So I think we all know why. We basically, basically talked about this before, but a large amount has to do with NATO attempting to bring, or Ukraine really trying to be a part of NATO, and NATO seemingly you know, reciprocating, even though it was likely if when it comes down to, when it would, would have come down to the vote um, of whether or not they would have been in NATO. Germany definitely would have voted no, and I think another nation would have voted no because uh, they didn't want them in NATO to begin with. So you need all members to vote yes. And so it, it's likely that they wouldn't have been able to join. But still, that's a massive threat. And NATO has continued over the years since it was uh, formed in 1949. They have continued to expand and expand. Well, the whole purpose of their, you know, their creation was to keep Russia, keep the Soviet Union in check and stop them from expanding. Um, and now since the Soviet Union fell, they kind of didn't have much to do except apparently, except just keep, you know, stopping Russia, the new Russian Federation. So uh, they have kept on doing that. And I guess Putin saw that Ukraine being a part of NATO was his red line. And I guess he saw their attempts to do that as an affront, as them crossing the red line. And so, what, he, what was he going to do? Sit around and wait for them to bring Ukraine into NATO, and then he's fucked. He's got them right at his border in an important strategic location, right? They could cut off a large 
part of Russia um, uh, from the location of Ukraine, it's not good. It's not a good region to not, you know, to have uh, NATO right there. So uh, also uh, on, on another part of that is, of course, Vladimir Putin's belief in, in, you know, how Ukrainians and Russians are really the same people. The same kind of people, uh, especially there are a lot of Russian speakers in the nation, right? They have a shared history. If you go all the way back to the founding of, of the Russian Empire, uh, that stemmed from where Ukraine is nowadays, uh, the current you know land that Ukraine sits on. Uh, so they do, in some ways, have a shared history, but that doesn't matter. History is not a good enough or, you know, saying our people are very similar is not a good enough uh, reason to declare war. And so, uh, you know, he knew the ramifications of this. The ramifications have been uh, an epi- economic meltdown uh, in Russia because of the sanctions. The the pushback from the rest of the world has not been to send our troops in. Thank God, because um pretty sure there would not be a world left if that occurred. But... Instead, we've just sanctioned them to all hell, uh, severely, extremely severely, uh, so much so that the ruble has dropped. Um, yeah, ruble to USD. The ruble has dropped to 0.0092 United States dollars. It's less under. It's worth less than under a cent of a U.S. dollar now. So they were at the previously 84 rubles per dollar, and then they dropped nearly 26% to 105 rubles per dollar. Um, following Russia being cut out of the SWIFT banking system, I think a day or two ago, Putin announced that uh, his, their nuclear arsenal was put on high alert. The SWIFT financial messaging system is a, a banking system that... Uh, so if you're trying to transfer money overseas and do shit like that, you need the SWIFT banking system, which stands for Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. So if you're out of that, that makes it extremely difficult to buy shit in other countries and, and whatnot. Like, and before, uh, Putin had said that uh, removing them from SWIFT is basically a declaration of war, and they've gone and done that. So, um, of course, you know. That's kind of scary. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> but now the Russian ruble is down. The stock market has fallen like a ridiculous amount in Russia. Uh, they're not doing too good. And so it's largely been a bluster. It seems like it was a bad move by Vladimir Putin to go through with this invasion, right? The invasion, uh, it was expected that they would just roll through Ukraine very simply. They would take the city in only a matter of, of days, which is still is just a matter of days. But that they would take the city very quickly and uh, they would just steamroll over all the Ukrainian forces. Well, so far that's not been the case. It's more so they've been bogged down. There's been lots of resistance by Ukrainian fighters and they're not, uh, their supply lines are very strained for some reason, even though they've had a shitload of time in order to fucking amass the 180,000 troops at the border. But uh, so that's the case with the invasion and Russia's economy has just been obliterated by the sanctions. I mean, right now it doesn't look good. Uh, for Russia, you know, uh, it doesn't look like that was worth it, you know, the invasion. So, uh, and also you feel like they didn't even do a very adequate propaganda campaign before doing this. It seemed like it was a surprise to everyone, including the Russian population. So uh, if you just look at the massive protests that they're having, that a shitload of people are being arrested, not the best 
decision from Vladimir Putin. And actually, you know what? Something I should mention. The SWIFT banking system, they were taken out of it. China offered to, to Russia that they could use China's banking system in order to still to, to do shit. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. China so far has been basically backing up Russia this whole time. There was at the United Nations, there was going to be um, a vote on a re- resolution or something like that to condemn Russia and their actions. And of course, at the United Nations, Russia has veto power. So, of course, Russia just vetoed it, and then it just doesn't pass. It's very interesting. Very interesting uh, rules there at the United Nations. But uh, if you look at the votes, um, China abstained was one of the uh, abstainees. And something also to mention is that a lot of Putin's allies, uh, other nations, were not necessarily backing him up. If you look at Kazakhstan... Uh, Russia asked Kazakhstan to send its troops there to uh, uh, aid in the invasion effort, and Kazakhstan denied the request. Denied the request. Hungary, uh, another ally to Russia, usually sides with with Russia on on things, uh, came out and denounced the invasion as well. It's not looking good. The only except for Belarus. Belarus is stuck by. Stuck by Russia, of course, allowing their troops to go through their nation. So it seems like this was a bad move, but likely it will be successful. The Russians will successfully invade. They're not even using all of their troops. They haven't set, sent in the Chechnyans, and they're largely withholding. Like even though you saw those strikes all across the map, uh, I can't pull it up again. The strikes all across the map. They have not like fully. They didn't go gung ho where they just they could just fucking level cities if they wanted to and they haven't done that because it appears like they're just trying to uh they want to take it over and then you know govern ukraine not just turn it into a husk a bombed out husk well it depending on how the the uh negotiation talks that were going to happen at the belarus border uh depending on how that goes um the ukrainians may be bolstered right because of uh um because of the morale uh, and how well they're doing and of course the russians are gonna play strongman and say no fucker we're you know just gonna have a bunch of generals there and they're just gonna say shut the fuck up we're gonna do it and you're we're not gonna accept any concessions and so depending on how that goes not probably not gonna go well russia may become frustrated and unleash uh their arsenal on Ukraine, and, like, you might actually see like, them fucking leveling cities, like, just, just absolutely obliterating the shit out of everything. Uh, or the, and also setting the Chechnyans. The Chechnyans are known for being a brutal, a brutal a force on the ground. When it, can't, it comes to civilian casualties, not the best, okay? Setting in the Chechnyans is, like, is, is a similar way, you know, the army version of the air force is leveling cities basically and that's not being racist against chechnyans that's just the name that they're specifically the military from that region has garnered themselves uh so that could happen and you know what i'm gonna go check right now to see if that did happen who fucking knows oh we also we, well we did get some interesting news so the talks have begun of course uh but the outcome i have not been able to find but i did find something very interesting and that is that uh, Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky authorized the release of convicts with combat experience to help fight the Russian invaders. 
Interesting. Now, that's something that uh, that r the Russian troops or Russia in general could use as propaganda against Ukraine. But uh, but largely, you know, in basically his declaration of war speech, which we didn't know at the time, but we found out later, uh, Putin claimed that uh, Ukraine is run by a bunch of fascists. A bunch of neo-Nazis are running Ukraine. And of course, not only the fact that uh, Vladimir Zelensky is Jewish. Uh, I do believe his father um, or his grandfather, one of those two, uh, there, there were four brothers and three of them were murdered in the Holocaust. And then the one that survived, of course, his son or his grandson was uh, Vladimir Zelensky. So, you know, he's Jewish and, he, and his, his family survived the Holocaust. But that being said, there is the Azov Battalion, which is a, a National Guard group, which uses the Wolf's Angle. And used to have the uh, the SS Black Sun in the background, and they do have openly fascist views. In fact, um, when dealing with the Chechnyans, they they posted a video recently saying that they were dipping bullets in pig's fat, which uh, Chechnya is is largely Islamic, and so the idea that if you eat pigs, you're not going to go to what what their term of heaven is. I forget what the term they use, but anyways, so if you shoot them with a bullet, that somehow that'll I mean, they won't go to fucking, I don't know. But you see what I'm saying? Like, like bullshit like that. Similar to how the, uh, the United States general, when they're invading Iraq, he said, we're dipping our, our, our bullets in pig's blood. Too. Very disgusting behavior. Yeah, so even though there's, they're a part of the National Guard, like they're fighting alongside national, like government units. Uh, if you look at, in the last Ukrainian election in 2019, if you look at the vote breakdown, the fascist party, yeah, the fascist party Svoboda, in the second round, they received 427,000 votes, which is only 2.3%. So that's not a lot. So to say the nation is ran by fascists, or that there's a strong, extremely strong, you know, I mean, they do have the Azov Battalion, but still, if you just look at the last election, they didn't do so hot, the Nazis. So, you know, the claim that all of uh, Ukraine is, is full of Nazis that was made by Putin is not true. Okay, so yeah, shortly after 11 p.m. during the, uh, I think the second day, uh, after Zelensky ordered the general mobilization, which means that all Ukrainian males between 18 and 60 years old um, are not allowed to leave Ukraine. They are banned from leaving Ukraine because they're supposed to fight. Um, yeah, Zelensky even went on, went on to say uh, that uh, residents should prepare Molotov cocktails to neutralize the enemy and actually I saw a video where the, there are women who have set up this line this like <laughs> efficient line at how to how to make them all for all the residents like everybody's is fucking willing to go it's like japan second world war japan where every single person man woman and child was mobilized and ready to fight off an invasion apparently ukraine is like that fuck you know the ukrainian nationalism must must run pretty deep for for all that to happen but uh, uh then also putin uh called on the ukrainian government to overthrow the, the ukrainian military to overthrow the government sorry which hasn't happened yeah that's that's what we're looking at right now um oh so here we go here's the footage 5.3k of course, it's on tank porn. Like, come on, guys. Like, come on. So here's a car. Boom. Taken out. Fucking taken out, dude. That's disgusting. Can you believe that?
and they swerve to do it. Are you gonna show me the video or not, asshole? Oh, here we go. Here we go. More footage. Look at this. Swerves. It's pretty disturbing. Yeah. So that's pretty disturbing. Uh, but however, we found out later, this is from Mighty Twitter, that the man, what a chad, dude, fucking survived, man, holy shit, and this is, uh, this is, uh, uh fellow Ukrainian citizens getting them out of the car, is the whole roof of the vehicle's gone, there's no winch, I don't know how this dude survived, he must have, like, just just like <laughs> fucking flatten himself into like the the passenger seat or something you know lay down on the side because this i don't know he's made it out probably has some some injuries but he's living so that's obalon an area just north of kiev's city center uh jesus obviously those missiles don't care it doesn't care if you're a military or if you're civilian they're just gonna blow you up doesn't matter how so that's the current situation uh, hopefully, Ukrainians push him back, but I don't know. With the size of Russia's military and how much back in, granted, morale is low, but still, I doubt that they'll be able to fully push off, and they're not going to get any help from, you know, fucking uh, troops. Ukraine announced they're, they're selling war bonds. I do believe that video we saw of a, a Russian missile hitting the regional administration building uh on freedom square that i showed you guys before that uh killed nine civilians including three kids and wounded 37 others that's uh that's terrible that's absolutely terrible um but that's the cost of war man so apparently according to the u.s department of defense russia has launched approximately 400 missiles at ukraine whose anti-missile defenses remain operational but of course they still get through uh, and also Russia has deployed, I saw this from multiple sources, but Russia has deployed launchers capable of firing thermobaric weapons. If they use thermobaric weapons in Ukraine, that is such a fucking war crime. Jesus Christ. If thermobaric weapons, for those who are unfamiliar, is a type of bomb, uh, munition that when exploded, it's typically refused, refer, referred to as a vacuum bomb. It's an explosive that uses the oxygen from the surrounding air to generate a high temperature explosion sucking out the air uh that is the consequence of the explosion so if you hit like a building with a thermobaric bomb it's like everybody's gonna be fucking dead and the, the air will be sucked from their lungs it's it's considered extremely extremely um extremely gruesome and inhumane uh it's considered as bad as using white phosphorus right which is what you know white phosphorus is basically like uh is basically like napalm um, so it's considered as bad as that, and they have launchers that that are have been brought in on the Russian side that could potentially fire that. So that's pretty disturbing. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I don't know how the negotiations will go, but we'll, we'll we'll of course talk about that the next podcast. The next story. Uh, while all this is going on, China is like yo dog. Okay, okay, Russia, you're taking what you, what you want, right, in your invasion, okay. Well, you know, what we've always wanted is to make us whole, Isaac. Make us whole, Isaac. 
And they decided that they were going to try and get, and they've been eyeing Taiwan. So, of course, something that they do is they like to fly lots of planes over Taiwan and violate their airspace. And so uh, they've ramped that up recently with, uh, what, flew nine planes over Taiwanese airspace. And so apparently China flew on February 24th, uh, nine Chinese aircraft entered Taiwan's air defense zone, right, their airspace. And that led to Taiwan having to scramble scramble fighter jets uh just in case this is something that uh, china really likes to do and they've amped it up recently and of course after the whole ukraine invasion this is a a case of an extreme amp amp up of the situation i wouldn't be surprised if they're like oh hey russia okay you're gonna take ukraine all right it's time for us to take taiwan now the united states responded by sending a ship a war i forget what fucking ship was it a cruiser or something said that the Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer, the USS Ralph Johnson, was conducting a routine transit through international... So basically, they fucking sent a ship in between the Taiwanese Strait, between China and Taiwan. Uh, this is something they do to, to, to tell China to back off, and it used to work in the past. It worked in the 90s. It doesn't really work anymore. Um, so it's kind of their warning. So shit, fucking... Dude. Wow, that's fucking frightening, man. If China takes Taiwan now, Jesus, that would be terrible. But anyways, that's really all the the news we have for today is largely that that we're covering. Um, hope you guys stay safe, and hopefully, the United, the fucking human race, the human race is still here for the next episode. <laughs> so yeah, guys, that was a Canadian perspective, and we'll be signing off. Goodbye. Stay safe.